Hello and welcome to the Deep State Consciousness Podcast. Today I'm joined by Daisy Bray. Daisy is a massage therapist who uses massage as a vehicle for conscious awakening and healing. Daisy, good morning. Hi, Richard. Thank you for, for joining me to talk about this. Yes, thank you. It's good to be here. So we, um, we were put in touch recently by Debbie O'Shea Freak, who's doing this meditation massage program that you've yeah. been on, yeah. which is all about the incorporation of consciousness into massage. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll move through and get to that and what you're doing now, but take me back in time and tell me how did this start for you? Were you into all sorts of conscious exploration and then got into massage or were you a massage therapist who stepped into the consciousness world? What's your, what's your journey with that been? Good question. Wow, um, so it's been quite an epic journey. Um, it started around like maybe about six years ago. So I was in my late teens. Um, and I was actually studying beauty therapy, Lena. Um, and I was really into makeup and um, yeah, I kind of wanted to go into like, um, yeah, makeup more than anything else. Yeah. And um, during my course, um, I was offered a, um, a free massage course and I did it and I just knew that it was what I wanted to do. So it kind of coincided with, in my personal life, um, I started going through spiritual awakenings or like, um, like really expansive states. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how it began. So I was studying massage and um, I got really into spirituality more or less at the same time. And it was really through my own healing. So I went through my own healing journey, but um, I was firstly really into like the kind of ungrounded spirituality, mm-hmm. and very much like the Indian traditions um, and more of like trans- transcendental than anything else. Um, so that, yeah, that kind of went on for a good three or four years um, and really into like the positivity, um, light movement, all of that. So it was a very kind of um, typical new age um, journey at first. Um, yeah, and then I went to India and I followed a guru for um, a few months and yeah I kind of went into even more of the Indian stuff and yeah that's basically what happened and then um, I, I came out of that through going through my own like underworld journey so I fell into like quite a dark place when, after coming back from India and um, yeah that, that kind of brought me more into like the embodied, um, the embodied side of it and incorporating like deep healing into my own practice and that really seems to be the direction that my life is going so personally and um, professionally it just strikes right from the start there you're doing makeup therapy which is like the the most periphery part of oneself okay (laughs) appearance and you're also going into the depth so you've got the full spectrum of your i know i know i'm not into like makeup really now but um i I feel like i've had like two different lives like who i was before i got into all this and who i am now it's been a real like epic transformation but yeah i was really into like um that kind of stuff when i was younger and i wanted to be like a tv presenter and i was really loud and um, yeah, very extroverted. 
and then through my own like um, going through my own darkness and my own deep healing journey um, I've really come more into like embodied and um, like the deep what I consider the deep work so yeah sure I mean, I still wear makeup, obviously, and I'm still like, it's not in any way like I'm against it or anything like that. And um, but I, yeah, it's just really been a journey of like um, going into deep states and, and really going into my body. So there's um, a tr- transition there, and I, I don't, I didn't know your story prior to sitting down for this, but it sounds very similar to my own that I became interested in spirituality in my late teens, had some awakening experiences, and everything was on the up for a few years and I was interested in the, like, the whole spectrum from the new age to Indian mysticism and Zen Buddhism and all sorts. And then oh. I hit a kind of wall of darkness and depression and going through yeah, that right. thing had to become more embodied and look at what was in the body and stored. Mm-hmm. There. Um, and that then went on and became wow. you know, more kind of embodied spirituality from them. So there we go. We seem so far. Um, wow. I, did, I, did, I was never into makeup, but aside from that, we've got a, a similar biography uh, so great so we're the lucky ones really right yeah yeah We've got um, to, to the body which is like where it's at isn't it so all the while through this were you involved in the the massage work yeah pretty much and um, i was i was living in leeds from being like 18 19 until i moved to the wilderness i moved to the wilderness when i was like 22 and mm-hmm. um, i felt like a real calling to the wilderness which is um was really the start of like my kind of underworld journey it kind of began like I went through like a full eager um breakdown from that from from then really um so yeah sorry I've lost the question so yeah massage so I was doing massage in Leeds for a good two years or so and then um whilst I was traveling things um I still did it but then when I went through the darkness I stopped doing it because I was really afraid that I would like spread my darkness to people mm. I was like petrified of um people like somehow like um, yeah getting getting the, the darkness that I was feeling so I stopped doing massage for about two years I know that sounds ridiculous but that was um no, I didn't understand that. And, like I was really frightened that people would um I would pass on whatever what, what it was that I was going through um so I've really been coming back to massage since um since the deep weight caught um, the meditation massage course last summer really mm-hmm. that was kind of like really brought me back into it and because like, yeah i lost it for a couple of years but yeah okay. i'll always do it I'd like so. a little bit, but i'd love to talk to the massage but i just want to know a little bit more about that journey uh, for a start so yeah. d- did you initially find spirituality as you were talking about being into the new age and the indian stuff was initially a positive experience that then evoked a more dark sense of things yeah, so I had quite a tough time as a teenager, and um, and basically Indian spirituality and the whole like um, positivity, everything is light, all of that was really like my way of dealing with the pain that I was experiencing because it was, I couldn't, I didn't know how to deal with it, so I I kind of escaped it through um, these practices and traditions, and I was very much into like the Buddhist compassion and. Mm-hmm that really helped me through like forgiving people on a, on, on a level. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I, I came to some kind of like resolution within myself and um, over like a few years through these practices and they did help, but I was one denying my shadow for most of it. And 
also like denying other people's darkness and getting into situations where um, I was I was quite vulnerable because I was just really not using discernment. Like I was just really believing that everybody was just really good and only really including people. And it was quite naive, really. But I guess the whole new age thing is quite naive. It's not really um, there's, there isn't really a lot of critical thinking in it. Um, and yeah, I just uh, I just it really helped me to a point and then I just had to do the depth work. There was no way out of it. I had to feel the pain and go through this big um, underworld process. I say big as in like it was quite extreme, just like feeling all of the darkness that I suppressed. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's the biggest thing you do. Yeah, so it helped to a point. Like I can't say like oh, the whole new age movement and is really bad because I do think that um, it serves its purpose yes. in, in a way, but it's not in any way going to help heal the world or um, sure no i i feel that everything i did prior to the point of going into my own darkness got me to a position where i was able to do that then yeah like reading yeah. eckhart Tolle and doing mindfulness and all that stuff exactly it right. really got me to a place where i had enough stability within to just about survive sailing right. on the ocean right. so what, what did the underworld kind of process consist of you was there a particular teacher that inspired you (laughs) i I, I don't i don't want to sort of push you oh no it's fine i'm totally open to talking about it now and this is really good for my integration because i'm still like integrating but basically what happened was um i moved from the city so i moved from leeds and i um, went to like a retreat center and i did some i was um doing some really intense healing practices there um, without realizing how how intense they were, so I was um, engaging in shamanic practices and holotropic breathwork. Okay. And I went into like really expansive states, but I wasn't I wasn't I had no idea what grounding was. So I was just like, and I was on this kind of like love and light trip. So I was like going into these really like blissful states, and I spent like a good um, three weeks just like completely blissed out in this like oneness bubble basically and I spent like five months at this retreat center and I did a lot of deep healing and and then when I left I went back to the city and um, all of my like um, conditioning came back and I just went into this real like confusion um, but because I was really ungrounded it gets, it gets worse I I thought that I would um to my conditioning, I could see, I could, I was experiencing that it was my conditioning that was making me suffer, and that was like how I was um, conceptualizing it. So I thought that going to India and attempting to like destroy my ego would be a wise thing. So it wasn't like as extreme as that. I had a friend that was going and she, she, she recommended that I go. So and um, I thought that I would come to some kind of like peace again because I was experiencing all of this craziness. So I went to India and I, d- and I did kind of find like <clears throat> quite a peaceful state, but I, I more just suppressed what I was already going through. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I was already going through the underworld process, but I suppressed it by going to satsang and just being like, no, the ego is like, don't listen yeah, to kind of like kind of what people refer to as bypassing yeah like i was going through this like all of this um 
<clears throat> all of this stuff was coming out of me, but I was like, um, I was just completely ignoring it by by being in meditation for months. Mm. Um, so I almost like just put a lid on it, which is actually what I needed because I had a lot of um, deep stuff that I needed to work through. So it was only really when I got back from India, I really realized that I was unwell. I was like, oh my God, like I'm just, my whole body and my mind, I was just like, oh my God, I'm so unwell. I didn't know what was happening to me. Um, and then I just went into just like a full blown dark night of the soul and I was in it intensely for like a good year and I was like totally just hated everything like the dark darkest of darkness um, and I was like really really in a bad way so really grateful to like the people who supported me through that time because I could not have got through it without without the people like there were times when like I couldn't even work hmm. it was really really bad so I started coming out of it like this time last year I'd say like last Easter um, so the last year has been really like um, solidifying my self again, my individuation, and um, integrating um, all of my awakenings. Since what was the thing that made the difference for you? Where you moved from trying to escape that in satsang and meditations, mm -hmm. going into it, and then you start to emerge out of it. What what helped you to come out of it? Um, you mean from what helped me to come out from, of the dark night? The dark night, yeah. Um, well, I had to say time. I need a lot of time because I kind of had to marinate in the darkness. Mm -hmm. Like it almost like it had to like really had to like, like become and allow it to kind of consume me in a way. Like it's if you're going through that, it's no good to like deny it or suppress it. I just really had to allow what was. Um, so that's basically what I did, and I just sat with my pain for um, okay. a good part of the year. Yeah, and also then I met people that could give me like a context as to what's happening, sure. and it really um, that I felt really safe with. And through being seen and met by people that understood what I was going through, that kind of um, sparked the life in me again. And um, but for for quite a while, I was still involved with people who were bypassing. So when I was going through this darkness, people were denying it and saying like, oh, you're just in your ego and you're just, and I was like, it was making me even further down this rabbit hole. So I think really like coming, stepping away from them kind of people and um, being involved with people that were way more integrated um, and understanding and could really hold space for me, that really brought me back to life. Um, and again, I'm really grateful to them people because it kind of, my ass, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it's it's really important to talk about because I know people get into the like the new age or spirituality in some way and everything goes in a good direction for a while and then there's this big drop off when the darkness emerges and people maybe will bypass that or maybe will think okay this is actually this is a really bad thing okay the whole spiritual transformation because it hasn't worked it's like maybe yeah, worse yeah so. oh my god i've done all this work for years and i'm like um i'm like so dark how is this possible and yeah but that yeah that really is the work you know yeah i remember um i used to listen to that song by soul asylum uh, runaway train uh, people say it's about heroin addiction but there are these lines in it like about 
um, how on earth did I get so jaded, life's mystery <laughs> so faded, and um, I can go where no one else can go, I know what no one else knows, but yet here I am just drowning in the rain, and it felt like that to me, like, well, I've had all these meditative experiences, I can go to these places that other people haven't been to, and yet I'm drowning in the rain, what's, what's going on, you know? <laughs> So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's very important to talk about and um, yeah. and as you say there, just with with being present with these things and being around people who understand it, can provide a context for it, and can also be present and accepting of what's arising, yeah. then it transforms. I'm not trying to change it and tell you to be different or tell you to like lighten up, or because when you're going through that, there is no lightening up. There's mm. no you you couldn't possibly lighten up. You're lighting up when when you've um, really like held and given space for these parts of you that are in need, right? Mm. So, but this is only something that somebody can really understand who's been through it or who's a, a, um, trained in, in that. So it re- is really, it's really helped um, having connections with people that really allowed me to just, yeah, um, it kind of gave me, gave me permission to just feel it and sure that's fine and, and there's nothing but for me the, everything that worked uh, was, was the the teachers that would say like be fully with it more with it fully present with it as it is without trying to change or adjust it in any way or transform it or get beyond it or anything and all yeah. the kind of stuff that talked about turning it into something else didn't work like it, it did turn into something else it did change but not through my effort to change it exactly just a, a loving presence Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, and I'd like to add as well that um, part of my, I guess, my work, um, which isn't yet, but what I want to do in the future is um, helping people who are actually going through this. Mm. Because um, I've, on this journey, I've met um, a handful of young people that have gone through the underworld process completely unsupervised and without mentoring. And it's different for a younger person to go through it than a um, someone who's say like past the age of 25 because we don't have the ego stability to hold ourselves so like in my case I had um, episodes of being a little bit psychotic mm. and the reason why that was is because my unconscious mind flooded my conscious mind so I wasn't able to there was absolutely no ego stability like I couldn't rem- in some ways I couldn't remain present because I didn't have the stability to hold these parts of myself and that's really the key um, and it's something that young people who I have met um, haven't been able to do um, and, and that's why a lot of young people who are going through this get institutionalized which right. is really um, serious and really sad <clears throat> and I have a friend who was institutionalized when he was 15 he was going through the underworld process and he, he, was, he was institutionalized for like three years Mm. and um, it's something that I'm really passionate about now because yeah it's really important that um, elders so to speak um, really understand what's going on on a psychological level and not just like on a mystical energetic level yeah and um, yeah and that and that we can really hold sure, did your friend even know that this was part of a spiritual process because like when I went through it I wasn't part of the, I never spoke to anyone about it, right? And which seems really strange to me now because I have a lot of like community around spirituality. But this yeah. was, how long ago was it? Like uh, it was over a decade ago. And um, I, 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 did, I had like sort of, uh, well, I would have community, but not 
not to go into the darkness, right? It was more sort of positive spiritual community, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never, I never felt secure telling anyone about it. And also, I didn't know if I was ever going to come out of it. And I didn't know if I, you know, wanted people to to know that if it's going to go on forever, right? Right. That's why I felt I comfortable talking about it after it was over. But what I did have was a context. Okay, so I saw it always well, as a spiritually transformative right. journey. Well, that's the um, key. Right? Yeah, because if I didn't have that, I I don't know what I'd done. I'd have gone to the doctors yeah. and yeah. put on Prozac or something. Yeah, exactly. Same with me. Yeah, that's really that's really the key. It's like having the awareness that it is um it is a really well, it is the most transformative process you can really go through as a human being, and it's been written about for hundreds of years, like by and in all the all the um like depth psychology books like this is the what people have written about but if a young person doesn't know that then of course it's just crazy you know like they're just crazy that's how yeah. people don't see them and it's really important that young people don't get labeled um in that way and that they're they're able to be supported and held so that they they can actually get the gifts from the underworld because it's like this is how we like find our, our souls through going through the underworld process. So, so yeah, on the, on the side note, I'm really interested in, in helping people with that. So that's something that's really good that's come from my process that um, I really feel calling to um, facilitate that for people in the future. So what does that look like? I mean, we can, we can you know, come back to this in the future and explore more about the, the process and this kind of thing. But I just want to ask you now, coming out of that and reintegrating into uh, massage and so just as an aside it makes perfect sense to me what you were saying about um being reluctant to do massage during that period because i was very very interested in energy healing back when i mm-hmm. was in this and it was also like oh i don't know if i should be doing it because i feel such a weird energy in myself such a yeah breast energy and how that how that affected that's just that's right. just my aside there but you've, you've right. come out of that and you're working um, particularly with massage as a vehicle for this deeper teaching what does that all look like um yeah. for you now well it seems to be going that way like i never i never imagined that um but it really it really does feel like if you if you in any way believe in destiny like that that's something that's really come from this process is that my friend ollie um a good friend of mine i don't know if you know him ollie ollie was i do yeah um I'm, yeah um, he he recommended me to go on, on Debbie and Tim's course and I had no idea really um, what it was but as soon as I got there and we spent we did we spent the weekend learning it I knew that I was like oh my god this is like this is part of my work absolutely um, and helping people um, come into really deep states and to really really go into the body and yeah. using the mind too um, so yeah it's really transpired that this this is a part of my work and I've had quite an unfolding from this. So So I'll just provide just a slight bit of context for anyone who's um out there at the moment who doesn't know Tim and Debbie's work. So Tim is a Tim Freak is a kind of philosopher, mystic, very into the non-dual traditions and although he would he would probably argue that point and say it's he's developed his kind of own philosophy around that. Uh, but he does these <laughs> awakening um weekend things which are quite profound in how yeah. consistently people awaken to some deeper aspect of themselves in it mm-hmm. and his wife debbie is a professional um 
Oh, masseuse, masseur. I've just forgotten the gender roles in that one. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that. <laughs> well, um, okay. <laughs> she's um, incorporated that awakening into massage therapy to do this meditation massage program. So um, that's how we connected. And so what, what does that look like then when you, you do a massage? Because there's so much depth that you're bringing in through conscious awakening and then awakening to darkness too and healing. Right. Yeah. I'm just kind of exploring it at the moment. So it really is like a pro I'm still in the process of okay. um, unfolding the gifts of deep away, ultimately, of the, of the massage. Sorry. Um, so it will unfold and like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of keeping like a diary as to like how, how people's experience of it but so far um people have experienced like really really deep states and really um yeah, really deep relaxation and i've had one of one of my clients had some um actual trauma actually come up from her body so it really really um went into some like deep places for her um yeah i've had also all kinds of experiences from people but really just um really deep blissful states which is yeah really great but as i said it is unfolding so i'm not really um i'm not really so set on um like a structure of exactly how it is yeah, sure. and people's responses are always really different it just depends on what they need I, I can totally see it because just after the coming out of the darkness experience i actually did a massage and bodywork course okay mm -hmm. and i was never interested to work doing massage but I, I was interested in energy healing, right? And I felt that it would be interesting to have a more Western mindset with the whole energy healing thing and look at the body in terms of anatomical balance and this kind of thing. So that was my overt reason for doing it. But I think on a deeper level, it was a way of my psyche getting more in touch with the body and having a very mm -hmm. physical hands-on body connection thing Absolutely. It's to emerge from the psyche then. And I would notice like, yeah. um, I would have work done on, let's say my hamstrings or something. And then like a few hours later, memories would emerge of like something that happened as a yeah. child. And then they, they had the, because it was, I was doing it in a conscious way, there was a spaciousness in which they could process themselves and, and release them. Yeah. But I think it was going that much into the physical, I think was a part of the transformative journey. And yeah. I think it's true for, a lot of people that stuff is accessible and there's a level of integration that is possible when the physical body is brought into this transformative process. Absolutely. Yeah. It happens through the body. Mm. So yeah, working with the body is definitely in my experience as well, a very big, really big part of it. Um, and I think really the integration of, um, embodied spiritual spirituality ultimately is, is to really really emphasize and um, taking care of the body and working with the body and um, rather than this like transcendental out of the body and mm. um, whole movement and lineages that i really feel like we're coming away from as a as a collective and um, because it doesn't honor the earth and it doesn't honor the body and um it can be quite damaging in many ways and um, yeah because because really we have to go through the body in order to find the light yeah i think we're coming away from it too i mean that's one thing that i feel very positive about is the kind of shifts that have gone on in spirituality culture mm -hmm. the yeah me too the last decade mm -hmm. and it starts off with like one person or 
a few people writing a book saying, no, no, we, we should get into the body or you know, we shouldn't run from our darkness. We should just be with it or something. And then that becomes something that more and more people are embracing as an idea then as the, the years go by. Yeah, I agree totally. And yeah, did I cover, um, did I cover the question about, about the meditation massage? Did I cover everything that you wanted to uh, Is there anything else you'd like to, to say about it? About, um, uh, oh, then I just say about it. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's a really, a really um, important step um, in the evolution of massage really is combining medita um, meditation and, and being guided and facilitated by somebody who's really embodied. I think that's really the next step and I think that um, Debbie and Tim are really on the, what's the expression, they're kind of on the, on the verge of creating like a whole new mm. um, paradigm for the massage and deep states. I think it's really, I feel really grateful to, to be a part of that. And it's really a really wonderful transformative experience if anyone can, um, yeah, find somebody who can, who can do it. I'm sure there'll be more and more people there um, training in it. So, so yeah, it's wonderful. And I feel um, really excited about it and the, the future of Deep Awake and I hope more and more people train in it. Yeah, um, I'm very interested to see how it develops. And one of the things I've spoken to Tim and Debbie about with regard to it is the idea of awareness itself being healing. Okay, so when the client is placing awareness on their body in the receiving of a massage and when and going into a deep conscious state and doing that, and when the, the therapist is placing awareness on the body, I'm interested to see how what that changes on the level of the body and the psyche because we all know that awareness is healing we all know that like what children want when they're running around is to be paid attention to we all know that in ourselves when we give awareness to um hurt feelings they start to resolve so what happens when you bring that into a, a bodywork context then and of course like there are all these different forms of energy healing out there from mm -hmm. the, the whole plethora of them and i think you know, one of the core things in them that is the important part is is that application of awareness to just holding another person and bringing awareness to an injured area or anything and that's something that yeah i'm i'm very interested in how that develops in a massage context there me too me too um yeah i'm really interested in it too and that's really um something that i'm really really passionate about is just um, presence it's just being really really present and and encouraging the client to be as present as possible too and that's really in my opinion where the magic happens um is through presence and just really really engaging with any any parts of um the body and psyche that, that want to be looked at through the through the journey of meditation massage so um it's also when i found out debbie was doing this the other thing that thought was great was it's another access point to spirituality so people who wouldn't necessarily engage with either energy healing modalities or with deep conscious exploration but would have a massage suddenly have a gateway into that and the massage is a uh, you know as a, a society we're not really comfortable with the inner world so much but we're, we're kind of more comfortable with the physical body in some yeah. way and um, willing to engage on that level 
Um, so I think it's it's a really interesting vehicle to bring the deeper spiritual stuff to, to people then. Yeah, I agree so much. And that's my experience of it with, with clients is um, helping people really, really come into their inner world and, um, yeah, and become really comfortable in their bodies and in their deeper states. It's not, it's not something that gen- generally people um, have the urge to explore. So um, through meditation massage, it really, that really emphasizes it, which is something that I really love because it's, it's, if somebody comes and has a treatment who hasn't ever explored that, it brings them to a whole new dimension and it's really, really valuable and can have really, really um, positive effects for people and it has done in my experience. So um, I agree totally, I think it's a really important um, aspect of bringing in um, people's spiritual inner world to everyday life and making that more accessible for people and not just something that you have to go to India and do or yeah. um, go to a retreat center and do it's something that we can create the space in our, in our lives through the treatment or through um, just being at home you know like I recommend our clients to um, kind of um, engaging aspects of, of the meditation massage at home and um, it really it really helps people to bring it into their daily lives which is really important so so yeah it has it has a lot of benefits um yeah <laughs> sorry I could, I could go, go on further I'll come on well maybe we will but like <laughs> in the future right because I'd love to talk to you again and go into all these different parts in right. Um, in more depth and detail um, but that that's I think that's great for today so thank you very much indeed Daisy for doing this I'll link to your website below I'll also link to um, Debbie's meditation massage website so people can find okay. out about that and um, yeah thank you very much so welcome and I just want to say that I'm not actually doing deep awake at the moment and um, in a in a professional way just because I'm, I'm still kind of transitioning so I'm finding a place to really birth it that um that people would be um yeah able to able to have it it's not it's not something that's really taken off in the nest just because um alternative therapies aren't very aren't very um, well known here and people right. aren't open to it which is um in my experience of it it's not in any way a bad thing it's just um yeah it's just how it seems to be so I'm looking for a place that um that I'm going to be birthing this so just to let you know and anyone who watches this it's, I'm not actually I don't have a place to offer the like meditation massage at the moment um but for future reference if anybody wants to go on my website and see and yeah great yeah and it'd be great to speak to you again you know when you have fully birthed it and have had a lot of clients come through and to see what yeah. it's having yeah Definitely. so yeah we'll keep in touch um, yeah. and let me know if you want to do any more videos i'm sure i do <laughs> thank you daisy you're welcome have a great day <laughs>